Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit? Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Daniela. So today we want to talk to our listening audience uh, about why home church is making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Is home church really making a comeback? Yep, I think it is. We'll get into some some uh, commentary about that a little later. Okay. Expert commentary. So, you know, I want to talk to our listening audience and just uh, to sort of let you know that this is, an, this is an extension of sort of a previous conversation and other conversations that we've had in um, our previous episodes, I feel like this has been sort of an ongoing theme mm-hmm. of 2020. Right. It's been an interesting year, hasn't oh, it? Oh, it has. And so um, in light of all of that, we are seeing a trend. And right. it's definitely something that is worth exploring. And perhaps there's something here that we're missing, right? And so... For those of you who are out there listening as families, because uh, this the podcast that we do, it's not just specifically for marriage, even though it's called the Lit Marriage Podcast, but it's for families. It's for the body it's of Christ. It's in the context of family Absolutely. You can't have Absolutely. one without the other. Exactly. We know that marriage is the foundation, but family is so important as well in the body of Christ, right? So, Absolutely. Um, this conversation has a lot to do with how we will proceed going forward in the future in light of everything that is happening in our world and how maybe these are some ideas that you uh, may have thought about in the past and maybe we're sparking uh, we're planting a seed or we're lighting a flame here based Mm -hmm. on this conversation so let's dig in let's go right into our conversation today I mean we talked about home churches and or you know that it's making a comeback um people see the writing on the wall i think so yeah there's a lot that's happening right now um i mean the events are (laughs) they are insurmountable um we've lost track of everything that has happened this year i mean it's just like one thing after the next, one disaster after the next, one world event after the next that is like shaping history for the rest of our lives. Um, you know, we, I'm seeing a polarization of ideologies uh, concerning the the pandemic mm-hmm. um, that we're currently facing in our world. Uh, eschatology, social justice issues, to name a few. So there's 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 such a division where that's concerned. Like so many varying thought processes and so many different 
concepts and just like information a overload flood, a flood of information yeah actually. so what do you really what do you believe who do you believe and even eschatology we're taught you know we're that's referring to just prophetic end times end times interpretation exactly yeah. like like we are seeing so many different interpretations even now so people are really hungry for god and they're hungry for where we to know where we right. are and what's I think it's, happening it's triggering this desire to know what the truth is right and what to expect next especially among believers in Absolutely. christ right and i think that that is one of the writings on the wall and another one would be like people feel trapped in a system that's progressing an agenda that's leading to a one world government if we were to kind of generalize i think people are starting to see oh i see revelations starting to the book of revelations starting to unfold right right so do you, think, people, do you think people's eyes are being open uh to some degree I, I really do believe it um and i've seen even just from having conversations with different people especially online um, and on social media where people that were not even serious about God or were not even Christians have turned to God in these times because all the research and all the different things that are going on are, are leading them to especially the book of Revelation, but the Bible in general. Wow. It's like, So there's, wow. a, there's an increased interest. Exactly. Yes. Whereas in the past, I guess people were too busy with their lives. Yes. And especially that I think this is magnified, especially in the church, which is why home church is making this comeback. Wow. Because people are wanting to dig in. They're getting passionate about wanting to know what's up. Wow. Like never before. It was never as relevant as it is now. I agree. I absolutely agree. I think, you know, um, People feel the urge also to be around like-minded uh, mm -hmm. believers. Oh, more than ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially like, with all the different varying concepts and ideologies and views going on right now. There's this need to just be around... People who share your values. Exactly. Yes, like-minded people. Values are what connects us. Exactly. Values, values. do... And a you need a support system. Absolutely. Especially in times of uncertainty and fear and all sorts of chaos. Values also divide us. They do. <laughs> yes. Talk about the polarization mm -hmm. of everything that's happening around us, right? Um, you know. And and home church tends to be smaller groups, right? It's not exactly this huge umbrella of people under the same roof. It's really hard to get a large group of people agreeing on a lot of the same ideas whereas in smaller groups you tend to be more laser focused wow. on different different topics and also it's very difficult if you're listening out there you probably will agree with this point to really build true authentic relationships oh, in a goodness. large setting you know it's difficult. like you sit in the pew you hear the message you tend to get drowned in the crowd right yeah and you you, you sit there in the, the mundane and you you know do the one and a half hour thing and you just go home right, right? and right. You, you never see these people again until next week for the most part right which leads me to my next Next point people are tired of the same old same old yeah i think so i really do i think people are, are longing for some kind of 
spiritual awakening, some kind of change. But is it does is this you know the uh, home church concept? Is that where that is that where that secret is? Is that is that the secret sauce? We don't know. We don't know. So that's why we're exploring that today. I think also the, you know, people like continuing to your point is I think what you're trying to say is the lack of true connection. Right. There's a lack of true connection. And that's what people really desperately need at the core. We're built for relationship. That's how God. Right now. We need each other. Now is a time where people feel that urge like, okay, we could have been at arm's length before but now we really need each other we need so i think that's kind of spurring on the movement of okay going with doing house church or home church yeah and and on that note like i think again in light of all the events that are happening people foresee the religious persecution that's ahead and i know this is a tough one to kind of um even talk about it's a little bit sensitive Right. And it's not a topic people want to really talk about. Or, well, it's, or it's not exactly. Well, who wants to be persecuted to begin with? Exactly. Right? Nobody likes the idea of persecution. But I believe that, again, people see the writing on the wall. We understand that in light of prophecy, that is definitely something that's on the agenda. Right. Um, so people see that and they they feel this need to just be connected and surrounded by a support system and a community of believers so that they can encourage edify one another be there for each other and it's it's really hard when you're alone especially when you throw in social distancing into the mix and everything else it's oh my goodness isolation is spiritually crippling uh, crippling. absolutely i I agree with that i agree with that i mean there's no time like the present for the body of christ to really fellowship and be together where iron sharpens iron and really have that fervent love that the bible speaks about fervent fervent is your love strong by your love they will know you. they will know that mm-hmm. you are my disciples that's right right and unfortunately we're living in a time because of everything that is happening where you're actually seeing the hearts of men have mm. grown cold the bible says because of the increase in iniquity so mankind's heart is not getting any better it's no. getting worse so even with covid19 what was in your heart is now being exposed and and on that note like what you're saying. Um, I think there's truly this dichotomy happening where people are either getting hot and fervent, right, kind of set apart, and then there's this other group of people that are just getting com- even more complacent, more wow. comfortable, stuck wow. in their, you know, in their little bubble at home because now they've gotten comfortable not even having to drive to church. Wow. Or, you know, they, they don't really have the connection to begin with. So for some, so, social distancing ha- couldn't have come at a better time, is right. what you're saying, right? So there's definitely that dichotomy. So it's not for everyone, right? This this home church concept, but it's definitely there is this kind of movement, grassroot, grassroot movement happening with a, a, a select group of people, I believe. Wow. I think God is really wanting to speak to His church. God is really wanting to move in His in His church in this season, and. You know, <clears throat> we just got to be at a place where we're so open to hearing from him and not just seeing things one dimensionally, if you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying, because right. for, for, for us as human beings, we're, we're very one dimensional in our thinking process. And That's so right. God is like saying, hey, 
you cannot keep me in a box. That's right. He He's like be. from ancient times, we've been trying to keep him in a box. Mm -hmm. You know, we've tried to keep him in the Ark of the, the Covenant. Right. We've tried to keep him in the temples. And now we try been... to keep him in a church building. Exactly. Mm. Right. Mm. And so some of us, even we have the mindset that we can't worship God unless we are in a building, a That's church. That's right. In a box. And so God's like, listen, I'm busting out of this thing. Like mm -hmm. you cannot contain me. You know, we, we cannot fully contain the presence of the living God, this all powerful, sovereign God. And so, you know, I say be open to what God is doing in the earth in these last days, whether it's home church, whether it's you going out in the street. It doesn't matter what God's calling you to do in this season. Perhaps he's telling you to get on an airplane and go to a remote place in the, in the world somewhere and just be the light mm -hmm. for him in this dark world. That's right. I know in our previous podcast, we talk about discipleship and how important that is. We are true disciples of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, and we have to begin to demonstrate the fruit Exactly. The fruit, you know, for too long, we've sat in the pews and we've been right. fattened. We have been sitting in the pews and we have actually, some of us are suffering from spiritual obesity, mm. spiritual obesity in the sense that we've been getting the word of God for years right. and years and, and years. Fit. We're not putting it into practice. We're not working out our spiritual muscles. We're just getting flabby. I think, but this, we're starving nutritionally, spiritually. Speaking. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I believe in my spirit that this pandemic, God allowed it, mm. so that He will begin to shuffle yes. things around. Yeah. You know how the eagle. Totally. He has to put prickle in the eagle's nest. That's right. So that the baby. It's like a can... spiritual boot camp. You know, in order for the gospel to to have been spread, even in the beginning stages of the gospel, persecution came. Mm. And we talked about this that we don't see today's church, even in the Western church, especially, we don't truly understand true persecution. No. What we're experiencing right now is a, is softball. It's yeah. a softball compared to what we could be, uh, uh, you know, facing and, right. and even the things that are to come. So I really believe that God is preparing us. But will we discern that? Will we really uh, open our, our spiritual eyes to see that perhaps God is saying, I'm doing something new. Can you perceive it, right? That's right? Let's talk about what the home church is not, okay? <laughs> because there are there are some people out there that may have some really, <laughs> you know, weird views about what home church is. Yeah, and I'm sure there are those groups that are that might fit the description of weird, um, to say the least. But well, yeah, what are some of those traits? And things people picture. Well, let's talk about it here for a minute. Um, it's definitely not a fringe cult, okay? Uh, there are people out there who, boy, oh boy. I mean, <laughs> some of the things that they talk about, you got to be very careful because it's right. like borderline, you know, uh, just hitting on things that are just totally outside of the gospel. 
Right. It's not even pointing people to the gospel. Exactly. So, I mean, even for us, we have a a podcast. Well, not a podcast. We've started a a new movement called um, Woke and Fearless. Right. In our approach in doing that, we are very careful to be sure that people's attention are pointed right back to Jesus Christ. Exactly. Because that's the ultimate. Right. It's very easy to get distracted and lose focus of where you know, the whole reason why we're seeking truth. Right. It's really to lead people to Jesus. You to can Jesus. have all the truth in the world. Even Satan shares a lot of the truth, but he uses it to to redirect your focus somewhere else away from the ultimate truth, which is Jesus Christ. Right. Exactly. Yep, that's so true. It's not a fringe cult. It's not a click. Hmm. Right? It's not a click. That is not what home church should be about anyway. We see that a lot. Yeah. Even in small groups, mm-hmm. in the traditional church as we know it. Right. That the, can happen. You see a lot of clicky things happening, even in small groups. And we're not right. bashing small groups, but we're saying home church should not and is not a click, a click system. It's also not a holier-than-thou or self-righteous club. Hmm. Hmm. We're we're better than all the other people. Oh, out look there. at what we're doing. We're doing God's will and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what home church is about. Wow. Um it's certainly not an organizational structure. There is structure, but it's not an organization. Right. If you understand what I'm saying. It's not like a denominational Right. Um Right. Thing. Or it's not under a denominational umbrella. Or at least not according to Acts two. I don't see anywhere in there where it talked about you know, the Baptist church or the, oh, the Episcopal <laughs> or, or the, you know, Lutheran church or whatever label you want to put on right. it. That's not the way God intended it. That's really man-made all these titles. And it's just really man trying to put more emphasis on different parts of scripture that right. they, you know, tend to focus on more. If, if we were to, were to generalize it, it's, it goes right. a little deeper than that, but and it's it's certainly not an, uh, a hierarchical uh, hierarchical, hierarchical <laughs> oh, system. It is a very uh, tough word to, to right. uh, it's kind of like this shared responsibility yes. as opposed to having this hierarchy of the the one right. person who is kind of shepherding everybody the flock. Right. There's... And not that you need complete chaos. Right. No. <laughs> right. Uh, there is some level of order that happens. But it's not just one person. We're right. all it's sharing yes. what God puts in our spirit. We're all sort of like because uh, Christ is ultimately the head. There you go. Right. So there we don't. You don't see it as one person in charge. It's there are different people that are kind of really they're operating in their gifts. Absolutely. Paul says it this way: We know in part, and we prophesy in exactly. part, which means we. We have a little bit of the truth, and someone else has the other yeah. other piece There's of the puzzle. There's this interdependence exactly. that's encouraged exactly. on, on everybody, rather than the very select few. Kind of like everybody's a participant. Exactly. Right. Um, it's certainly not a doom and gloom preaching environment, mm-hmm. right? It's an it's an edifying and it should be an, an edifying environment. It should not be a gloom and doom environment where oh the wrath of God is falling. Right. <laughs> Again, an, an unbalanced right. um, focus right on a certain area in Scripture where you're only focusing on. You know, it's it's very easy to get 
stuck in that when you're, especially when you're studying eschatology. Right. Because let's let's admit it here. Uh, when you read Revelation, it's not exactly flowery. But, I mean, for the church, <laughs> right. we tend to lose sight of the hope side of things. Right. Right? So, for the church, it's very, it's actually very hopeful and it's wonderful. But there are a series of things leading up to that that are not really so, um, what would I say, rosy and glamorous. Yeah, because there has to be a balance, right? There is. Paul there, tells there us, needs to be a balance. Paul tells us to it. use these things to encourage exactly. one another. Exactly. And so, um, if it's if it's just always just depressing and it, causing, yeah. you know, if you're feeling down and like right. it's weighing you down, you know that there's you're lacking balance somewhere. Right. So, yes. in saying all of that, why don't we talk about what a home church could possibly look like? Yes. Well. Gathering and alternating homes for Bible study, for worship, prayer, and fellowship. So you notice how there's these different elements. It's not right. just one thing. It's changing up the, the changing it up, And also, yeah. like, I think we, we tend to um, lack a lot of fellowship in the conventional model. We tend to do all the other stuff. We have the worship, the prayer, right. the study, the teaching. Which is, which is good. Which, those are right. all very good and right. very much needed. But the fellowship is the aspect among believers that really fosters that connection and that intimacy with each other. Do you know what? You know what? I've always been concerned about um, someone who was brought up in the church. Like, you know, you could be going to church with someone for five years, 10 years. Or longer. And not 15 really know years, them? And don't know. Oh you gosh. don't know them. And and maybe they're sitting even right across from you. Oh my goodness! You know oh. how we, we've, how we've sad had that experience before. And we're how like, sad oh my is goodness! That? So we remember like we've we've had to be intentional about you know what from now on we're going to move around. There you go. And sit, you know, different move, sides. Of so the, we can right. actually meet our fellow, right? You know, church mates. I remember one time <laughs> our our pastor. Uh, said um okay you know what switch your seats and everybody was like switching their seats some people are a little apprehensive about it and you know what i have to give up my seat that i've been right, in for 10 years right right um there are those in the church by the way where they feel a connection to that seat that yeah. particular seat i we need to break that stronghold in jesus name blood of Hallelujah. jesus blood of jesus <laughs> As if that's some kind of a real estate of theirs. You know, it's like, <laughs> I bought this chair when the building, when the first brick went up. You know, I was like, so there, there are people who have this sentimental, almost Attachment, like, exactly, yeah. to a particular spot. And this is what a, a, a home church it actually breaks that mm-hmm. and causes us to get outside of our the, comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's a community environment that supports one another spiritually, materialistically, you know, you know, where it's especially where we're headed these days. Right. We might get to a place where you may need to start bartering, you know. Mm. So, I mean, home in a home church environment, you can do that. It's like, oh, you need something. Let me help you out where where you need something. And then it's vice versa. It's something that kind of. You know that can only happen in real relationship. Right. Not that it, it, it ha- doesn't. Not that it forced. doesn't happen in the the conventional church that right. we know. I mean, we've seen people who the church has paid their rent, whatnot, and that's right. great. What we're saying is, you don't often hear yes. about the needs. That's right. Not one on one. Exactly. 
right? Because we're so... You're not getting your hands dirty. It's exactly. like, here, let's collect a tithe and send it. And again, it's not bad. Right. But it's it's a whole other level of relationship when you are your brother's keeper. Right. And you are you're being intentional about it and you're actually fostering a relationship with those people. It's a lot easier to kind of write up a check yeah. than it is to actually get your hands dirty wow. and go and help that needy person or wow. be be the person to go and physically be the hands help them. and feet of exactly Jesus. in a relationship. Let me come and babysit your kids for you while you go and do that thing. A check can't really do that. Wow. You know, or let me go grab the groceries for you this month or whatever it may be it's totally different when you are like actively taking initiative to do to do these uh works these acts and it and it you find that the more you do that the more it, a passion grows inside of you like it's like the more you you act love out the more it grows wow right absolutely um Continuing with that thought, it's definitely a space where people <clears throat> are openly accessible outside of the regular meeting times. Mm, that's so right. It's not like a about familiar being... face on Sunday. It right. becomes like during the week. Hey, how was your week? How was your day? Can right. I help you with something? So or, now you're family. Or I need to talk to you about yeah. the situation in my, my marriage. My marriage. Or yeah. it, there's this interpersonal connection that's deep. It's beyond ankle deep. Exactly. We're not saying that this cannot be developed in the regular system, but we're saying that we're seeing a trend that right. where this can totally revolutionize. In fact, this is how the, uh, the, the, the first church started. The Bible tells us that they had all things, things common. common. I think God's looking for a people and all, you know, and all things common mm -hmm. kind of people in these last days. And look how much it flourished. Look how much it thrived. The Bible says and the it church was under grew. so much persecution. The church grew. We're not talking about exponentially. Yes. And daily. it only started with 12. Daily. Mm -hmm. The church grew daily. Too. And this is something that I really believe is a formula for growth, even in these last days. We're talking about yeah. revival. We're talking about an outbreak of the Spirit this, of God. Yes. And we keep hearing people prophesying these things. We do believe that this is possible, the outbreak of the Holy Spirit in these mm -hmm. last days. But we, how can it happen if we, have, we yeah. do not have all things common and like we, they did in the beginning? We can't limit it to a, an emotional spiritual experience right. in the confines of a building exactly that's not what revival it's not the only form of revival right it has to be our activity like in our everyday lives absolutely because what happens is you are able to keep each other accountable your support system you, yes you become true disciples um you know even in disciples like people like really being there for each other in marriage in 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 like you you have a way, wayward teenager or mm, you have you know right. issues in the home whatever it is it's just you're just there as a supporting system you're there you're keeping each other accountable and it's a, it's a beautiful thing that i believe that can be developed that is still possible in i would say in a in a 
an environment where we've been our, our world has been rattled with this COVID nonsense, you know? Absolutely. It's also a space where believers can feel open to be politically incorrect and freely discuss ideological and theological differences without judgment. Wait a minute. And offense. Wait a minute. You want to be PC? For example, <laughs> for example, like we were saying earlier discussions about eschatology for instance or it's social issues political right. issues or what yeah. have you and you we, have a, we have, have a lot of that these days don't oh we? yeah and and it like that again these are conversations that can be very dividing but at the same time they can also really really connect people because absolutely because these are these are very relevant issues right now and it's not these aren't necessarily things that are always spoken about right on the pulpit or there's very limited you know time to do that right. whereas in these smaller circles in a home church you you start to develop it's an environment where it's more of a friendship right you know breaking bread together you're Absolutely. spending time right eating dinner having a barbecue together and you know what happens when you do that with people naturally is you have conversations yeah and deep friendships are, are, are as a result after after that right totally i wanted to share from an article written in christian headlines that's entitled Barna. This is a person, a researcher, Barna. House churches on the rise, but not for everybody. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to quote. It says, a Christian researcher who monitors trends in American Christendom says house churches will continue to grow in popularity in the United States. And that those attending the independent non-denominational gatherings are significantly more satisfied with their overall experience than those who attend conventional churches. So again, you see that there's this dichotomy right. of the house churches on the rise, but then the conventional church where some people are actually feeling progressively more comfortable with where they're at. And even the fact that the social distancing is... is being implemented they're actually more comfortable with this wow right that's where you get the uh the the concept bench warmers right? yes <laughs> absolutely um and then I'll, I'll i'll continue with another quote from this article this was his conclusion compared to conventional church attenders house church adherents are more sorry much more likely to say that they have experienced faith-driven transformation to prioritize their relationship with god and to desire a more fulfilling community of faith, he says. So this was according to Barna. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're going to post the full article in the description so you can go read it for yourself. But I think that some a lot of the elements that we brought up are the reason for these Pretty sums up what we're talking right? about. Really, ultimately, it seems like what he's pointed out is that it's the connection. Right. Um, between believers that not only increases um, growth. Their, the growth, you know, in their learning and in, in their knowledge yeah. in the Bible, um, but there's this passion sparked within them to want to learn more and to and to, to go love and actually do each other and to love God to do what they're told, like literally exactly. practically get involved, put it into action. Exactly, mm -hmm. isn't that what disciples do? That's exactly it. That's what disciples do. They're it's a discipline. It's almost right. like it's it's a way to fan the flame. Absolutely. That's within us. Absolutely. As opposed to when you're warming the bench um, at church, it's very easy to, you know, you might have that little moment of, yay, that was exciting. You get a little Great bit fired sermon. up. And then by the time you leave, there's no accountability throughout the week. There's right. no 
fellowship. There's no that support system is lacking. Yeah. So you're not as fired up to keep, you know, to to follow through. Wow. So having observed this particular trend, we really believe that God is doing something in the earth. Absolutely. We don't we don't know if it's home church. We don't know that. Um, but certainly we see the effects of what that could bring. Um, mm-hmm. Even when you have small groups in the church, like it, right. it, it, you feel that, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference. There's an absolute difference. And so maybe that's something you've thought about. Maybe that's something you want to explore even after this conversation right. today with totally. your family, you know, and um, just seek the Lord, see what he's saying to you. We're not telling anyone to leave their home church and, and, and uh, right. you know, start some fringe group out there somewhere. What we're saying is is to listen closely, put your ears to the heart of the Father, the mm-hmm. heartbeat of God, and really try to hear what he is saying in these last days, because we all have a part to play in these last days, Absolutely, do we not? we do. Yeah. We this definitely was, this, do. This was a good conversation. It was. We really hope that you enjoyed your time with us today. Uh, until next time, this is your boy, Cassidy. And Daniela. Keep it lit. God bless you guys.